It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hello, everybody. Welcome back into Locked On Podcast Network. This is your crossover special for the week. I am Evan Sidery of Locked On Colts. I'm joined by Bill Rossetti of Locked On Panthers. How are you doing there, Bill? Good, Evan. How are you, buddy? Good to be here. Yeah, appreciate the time. And I know our, our listeners always enjoy our crossover specials each week, and this week is no different. The Colts and the Panthers, unfortunately for both teams, Bill, they're just going in opposite directions here. Both teams at the same time, just going down south very fast. I wanted to ask you first, we're going to start with the Panthers talk and go to the Colts and close out some predictions here over the next 15, 20 minutes. And for those wondering out there, why what's happened this year at the Carolina Panthers and how have they stumbled so badly the last two months? Yeah, it's just a collection of things. I think really the entire team as a whole really took a step back. Obviously, the injury to Cam Newton at the beginning of the season really hurt this team. It really set them back. Even when Cam played in the first couple of weeks, you could tell he was just so limited by his injury, and it really limited the Panthers' offense. And then while Kyle Allen started pretty strong those first couple of games, he's just been pretty bad, to say the least, uh, to put it bluntly over the last, like, say, month or so, uh, struggling to take care of the football, throwing a lot of interceptions, fumbling a few times, just really hurting the offense and really, really been hurting their chances to win. And then on the defensive side of the ball, they can't stop the run. They've, they've really struggled in that aspect, which is really surprising with the talent they have on paper, but they've just been gashed week in and week out by opposing running backs. And the secondary has been very inconsistent. It's been a rocky year, especially for Dante Jackson, who I think definitely took a step back or you know definitely regressed a bit. He had a really nice rookie season, but he struggled the last few weeks, uh, particularly in the uh, the second Atlanta game. We saw him get burned for a couple touchdowns last week. He struggled. It's just been a a disappointing effort all around. You know, you have a couple of bright spots, obviously in McCaffrey and DJ Moore, but overall it's just been frustrating to watch this team just fall apart really in front of our eyes. Yeah, they also fired their coach Ron Rivera a couple weeks ago as well. Did that surprise you at all, Bill? With It seemed like David, David Tepper wants to go in a new direction with the entire front office there. What's your overall thoughts on them firing Ron Rivera? Yeah, I was more surprised at the timing when it first happened. Uh, I had a feeling it was going to happen. Uh, the Panthers, of course, were obviously on the losing streak at the time, and they're still on a losing streak. And I said before the season, if the season goes south, he is likely out of a job, or at least out of Carolina. And sure enough, that's what happened. That was more Tepper just wanting to be fair with Ron Rivera. He's basically came out and said he's already looking at coaching candidates, and he didn't want Ron Rivera to kind of be a sitting duck. He just wanted to be honest with him, so he felt that time was the best time to just move on for all parties. You know, it was just that level of respect that he had for Ron Rivera to just say, Hey, I'm going to go in a different direction. I'm not going to keep you here till the end of the year, knowing that I'm going to let you go. I'm just going to let you go now. So that's just kind of a mutual respect thing. And you can just tell how much Ron Rivera meant to that community. You know, you, you saw like the video clips and the, the audio clips of all the players just paying their respects to Rivera, not just for what he did on the field, but off the field. Him and his family just did so much for 
uh, the Carolinas and the Charlotte area. So it's it definitely tough to see him go, but there's no question that David Tepper is absolutely moving this team in a different direction. He wants his hands kind of all over every aspect of this franchise. So it's really going to be interesting to see who who he actually brings in as the next head coach. And it'll be interesting to see what Ron Rivera happens uh, next for him. I, I do believe he'll be a head coach in 2020, whether that's with the Giants or whoever the case may be. But I do believe he'll be back in 2020. Moving on here to uh, an interesting subject for Colts fans. I know they'll be playing them on Sunday. Will Greer is a starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers this Sunday after benching Kyle Allen. Is this surprising to you as well, Bill? Because it seemed like Kyle Allen, like we talked about at the start of the show, has really regressed in the last few months. And getting Will Greer a third-round draft pick, you have, you have to see what you have there, at least so maybe you have to take a quarterback yourself again in 2020. That, that's exactly what this is, Evan. This, this is all about evaluation. This is just about seeing what you have. Not and for, I would say it's not just the quarterback position. they got to do it all across the, the entire team, really. I, there's a lot of players that I'd like to see get more reps. But absolutely, Will Greer, you invested a third-round pick in him. You've got to see what you have because you've got a big decision coming in 2020, whether you go one more year with Cam Newton or whether you feel – and, of course, this is without knowing who the new coaching staff is, so anything's possible. But they got to see – whether they're going to go forward with Cam Newton one more year or whether they feel comfortable with Will Greer or if they're going to have to draft a quarterback pretty early in next year's draft, whether that's a Justin Herbert or whether that's a Jacob Deesum, uh Jalen Hurts, whoever, whatever the case may be. But you've got to at least give the kid a chance to put some film out there so that the new coaching staff can look at that and say, okay, we're going to go in this direction or that direction and, you know, at least it gives him a fair shot. Because, I mean, the team's 5-9. and nine. Kyle Allen's been struggling. There's really no reason at this point not to play Will Greer. You know, even if they lose these next two games, at least uh, I, I would say at this point Greer at least gives you a better chance to win. You know, it, it's just the, the unknown upside, I guess we'll put it, because Kyle Allen, we know what we have in him now. Kyle Allen is a guy that – He's he's kind of a career backup, really, if if you want to put it that way. He's he struggled the last few weeks. He had his good moments early in the season, but I think he's kind of regressed to where his career trajectory is probably going to be. So, absolutely, no no doubt in my mind, this is a good move to start Will Greer. Christian McCaffrey's obviously had a really good season for the Panthers, and he's honestly, if the Panthers were still in contention, probably a top MVP candidate with Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson. Just with the, the guide numbers he's put up this year in such a high volume, he's only about 150 receiving yards away, I believe, from getting 1,000 and 1,000 for the season. Just how good yeah. is Christian McCaffrey, Bill? Because you have the chance to watch him every Sunday, and he's just an incredible running back to watch. I feel like he's still somehow, some way, he's underrated in this league. It, it's been a joy to, to watch Christian McCaffrey. You know, we, we watched him come into the league. Uh, a couple of seasons ago and the biggest question was you know could he run between the tackles because really all he was being used as was kind of your outside guy and maybe a little bit of pass catching here and there. of course he was mixed with Jonathan Stewart for a little bit but never never became the guy until year two and again the big question was could he be that featured back could he run in really any play you give him and he proved that without a shadow of a doubt last year and he's taken that, I think, to an even higher level this year. I mean, to the, the way the Panthers have used him in the passing game and just been pounding the rock with him, I mean, the, the kid barely comes off the field. He plays like 
almost 100% of the snaps every week. So he, uh, it, like I said, it's just a joy to to watch him, and uh, he, he's a stud in this league. And I think the only reason he's not an MVP candidate, obviously, is the fact that the team's five and nine. So other than that, yeah, he it's definitely an MVP caliber season. Let me ask you as well, Bill, about Cam Newton, because you were talking about earlier in the show. What's your thoughts on Cam Newton next year? Do you think he's in a Panthers uniform or not? And if not, what do you think the Panthers do do at the quarterback position next year? I mean, I do believe Cam ends up being the starting quarterback next season. Uh, you look at the the uh, the contract that Cam has coming into next year, it's kind of a bargain. I mean, he's only going to be paid like $18 million for next season. And you compare that to some of these other quarterbacks. You compare it to a guy like Nick Foles, who now isn't even starting for the Jaguars. He's averaging $22 million a year. So I think he's definitely affordable, especially with the the salary cap going up. I think he's only going to count like not even 10% of the salary cap next season. So I think the coach, the new coaching staff gives him one more season and you kind of see what you have. And then from there, you know, you make your decision in, in 2021 or if the injuries affect him, but it wouldn't surprise me if they keep Cam Newton as well as draft a quarterback next season in, in April. So it's, it's, it's going to be fascinating to watch them. Uh, th- throughout this offseason. I think it's going to be a long, but it's going to be one of the more interesting offseasons uh, that the, the Panthers have had in recent memory and, and one of the more interesting ones across the league. Last question I had for you, Bill, before we go on to make some Colts talk. Just if you were had David Tepper, if you were in his shoes for a second, where would you go with the, the head coach for next year? Because obviously you have a head start now over a lot of teams firing Ron Rivera that early in the season. Where do you think Bill Tepper leans in this direction? Also, if you were running the team, what would you do? Yeah, that, that's a good question. I know there's been some chatter about uh, Mike McCarthy. You know, he – the whole analytics thing, they've been talking about uh, how David Tepper kind of wants an offensive-minded guy and people are already starting to peg Mike McCarthy as kind of the guy. Uh, I mean, he, he had a year away, and it seems like he's been – kind of building himself up. We saw that piece that they did, It was whether it was NFL Network, ESPN, whichever the two did that feature on Mike McCarthy. I think the Panthers, I think, I think a guy like David Tepper might go with a young – he might go with a younger guy. I'm curious if he gives one of these – or at least makes an effort for one of these college coaches, whether that's Lincoln Riley, whether that's Matt Rule. I, th- I think Matt Rule would be – a really int- intriguing option. I mean, you saw, we've obviously seen the turnaround he had at Baylor and he wants to come in the NFL. I think it's pretty well known at this point that he was getting ready to become the head coach of the Jets going into this season, but backed out because the Jets wouldn't let him choose his staff. If he gets that freedom, and I would think David Tepper would let him have that freedom with the Panthers to kind of choose his own staff. So I think Matt Rule would be a really intriguing choice uh, uh, for this franchise. You know, a young up-and-coming coach, but definitely a, a strong offensive mind. He's already got the pieces to work with. You've got McCaffrey, you've got Moore, and you could even still have your quarterback in Cam Newton. So it's not like it's a full rebuild. You've got pieces in place. you just got to work around that. 
And I think Matt Rule would be an, an interesting coach to to kind of further that uh, that rebuilding. Certainly an, a lot of interesting choice for the Panthers this offseason, a very intriguing one, just like the Colts are. I think both teams are in a very similar situation now, trying to find a quarterback, possibly trying to find really a new identity for themselves. But before we go on to our, our final segment across our Wednesday, talk about the Colts and giving our keys and predictions to the game, I want to take a quick break to talk to our sponsors. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Bill, I'll give you the floor here if you want to ask a couple of Colts questions here. What's on your mind as far as the Panthers' next opponent on Sunday? Yeah, so I think uh, one of the first things that comes up with the Colts is just, you know, what's happened? Why has this offense seemingly regressed? You know, Jacoby Brissett obviously started off really strong at the beginning of the season. It seems like he's kind of – tailed off has been has there been you know just something wrong with Brissett has there been uh is it you know what's been going on with this offense that seems like they're not as explosive as they were last season and even the first half of this season it really reminds me a lot of 2017 when Jacoby Brissett was a starting quarterback of course it was a whole different roster a whole different coaching staff back then but Jacoby has really regressed over the course of the season as teams get more film on him teams really are just daring the Colts to pass on them and Jacoby can't beat them, which is just a sad fact at this point in time. And I think it's proving over the last few months, Bill, that he's just not a starting quarterback in the NFL, in my opinion. Just just a lot of misread and regressions. Over his last few weeks, he's had four touchdowns, three interceptions, and only completing about 60% of his passes, really 59.1% of his passes the last few months. And that's not going to cut in the NFL, in my opinion, especially in Frank Reich's system. So a lot of it falls in the quarterback. But also a lot of it revolves around injuries, too. T.Y. Hilton's been hurt the last few months. Devin Bunch has only played in three quarters of the season. Got hurt in the opener of that game. The wide receiver core has been really bad. But I think a lot of it is on Jacoby Brissett because, honestly, Andrew Luck had the same core last year, and they did fine. So I think a lot of it's the core position. I think that's probably the biggest need, honestly, for the Colts' offseason. And, I mean, if the Colts are looking at quarterbacks, who are some of the – whether it's free agency or if they're looking in the draft, who are – who do you think are some of the draft quarterbacks that you think might best fit what Frank Reich wants to do with this team? I, I think a couple really stand out to me as far as the draft prospects go. I think that's where the Colts will go if they do go uh, outside Brissett because I think if they do try to go free agency, it won't, it'll just be for a backup or a Brian Hoyer. But with the draft, I think Tua Tagovailoa makes a lot of sense if he somehow slips outside the top five. I could see the Colts trading up if they do land that 12 to 14 range. They have the assets this year, the extra second round pick, but – a lot of connections, a lot of smoke over the last few months has been about Jordan Love, the Utah State quarterback. Chris Bauer reportedly is really infatuated with Jordan Love, and it makes a lot of sense because he's a really high-tool prospect. If he does hit and he does have a good development situation, it could be a really good quarterback in the NFL. I think he does make a lot of sense for the Colts in round two, maybe even possibly at the end of round one if they want to trade back him and get the fifth-year option there. I'd say Jordan Love and possibly Justin Herbert too. I think those few quarterbacks there make a lot of sense for this team. I think they would be upgrades over Brissett as well. And just a quick follow-up on Jordan Love. Does the recent news of his arrest give you any kind of cause for concern? Or is this something that you think is easily avoidable, especially now that he's 
committed to the senior bowl. He's going to get a chance to talk to these scouts, get a chance to kind of explain his actions and show that he's grown from it. Yeah, I think the senior bowl will tell us honestly a lot about that, Bill, because Chris Bauer loves taking guys from the senior bowl. It's been, I think, 40% of his draft picks for the last three years are from the senior bowl. So he definitely loves that event. And I imagine the Colts will go over him with a fine tooth, fine tooth comb because you see a guy like Jordan Love, he has the tools and the upside. We don't know about his personality traits yet or all these leadership abilities, but if they find out in a room with him that he's in a, a quality quarterback and a guy who can lead a room, I think Chris Bowers could be all over Jordan Love here just because I think the upside's too too much, in my opinion, because I've watched film with Jordan Love, and I think he's going to be a really good quarterback. But also I could see him go in a different direction too because Chris Bowers really does talk an awful lot about character in the locker room sense. So I think it's going to be really interesting. I have really goes in the next month or so for Jordan Love. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's going to be a big, big week for him. I'm looking forward to seeing him live. Uh, I, I want to touch quick on the defense too for you. Um, we talked obviously about Christian McCaffrey and the tremendous season he's having, but the Colts are a top 10 rush defense. So what is going to be the plan for the Colts to try to slow down Christian McCaffrey this week? It's it's so tough to say because I, I think at this point he's almost like Michael Thomas where you, you can't stop him. You don't have to contain him. I think McCaffrey's going to do a lot yep. of damage at this point. I think a lot of it's going to come from, honestly, just swing passes. I imagine Will Greer in his first career starts going to be doing a lot of double passes to McCaffrey, get him out in space, and trying to avoid really guys like Justin Houston on the edge. I know he's been quiet the last few weeks, but when Houston's on, he's really good. So I imagine they're probably going to run up the middle a couple of times. The middle is very vulnerable for this defense. They have Grover Stewart in the middle. Danico Autry has been really disappointing this year for them. I could see that if the Panthers can establish the run McCaffrey early on and get some swing and dump passes out to him and get him in a lot of open space, I think it could really cause trouble for this Colts defense because they've never come against a running back Christian McCaffrey so far this year. They avoided Melvin Gordon in week one due to his holdout. Austin Eckler did his damage, even though Gordon was out. So I think McCaffrey's like a very souped-up version of, of Austin Eckler, who, they, who torched them week one. So if McCaffrey gets going early on, I could see this getting really ugly for this Colts defense. And then that secondary, you know, there, there's still some really good talent on the secondary. I think it's another tough matchup for the Panthers. Uh, you know, and what's been a lot of them, I think, for DJ Moore and what's been a breakout season for him. You've got Pierre Desir. You've got uh, Malik Hooker in the, the deep middle there. Rocky Sin seems like he's been having a, a really good uh, rookie season. So how does this Colts secondary, you know, how, how have they been in, in general in, in your eyes, you know, leading up to this point, And how do they match up with these Panthers receivers? They match up pretty well, but I think DJ Moore is going to have himself a good day too because if you look at the Colts the last few weeks, you've seen Chris Godwin go off, Mike Evans go off before he got hurt in the game. Michael Thomas went absolutely off Monday night in New Orleans. The secondary has really regressed the past few weeks, to be honest, and they're allowing over 80% completion percentage over the last two weeks to Jameis Winston and Drew Brees. I know Will Greer's making his first career starter, but if they can get him some open space and get some open reads for him, this secondary hasn't proven at all this year to really be much of a factor. The Pierre Desir has been hobbled throughout the year with a hamstring injury. Rocky has seen having his rookie bumps and bruises that we expect from rookie cornerbacks. And also Malik Hooker has not shown much this year outside of week one. He had a flash interception then, but outside of that, he hasn't really done much in the run game. hasn't done much of deflections, only three deflections for Hooker through 14 games this year, which isn't going to cut it at all. And I really wonder if this could be a bounce back game for the secondary. If Wilger tries to get aggressive, maybe test Hooker a little bit, maybe he gets an interception himself, but I think DJ Moore could be set up too, because honestly, if, if, if this year's not 100%, which I don't think he is, it could be a long day for the secondary too. Good, good stuff. Uh, it's, I, I, that's how I feel too. I think it's going to be a really tight game. I think this is a, you know, this feels like a coin flip. I said on the pod the other day, 
this is uh, this is a tough call. I think this is going to be, you know, obviously these teams aren't playing for much, but I think it can be a really intriguing game. Yeah, I totally agree with you there, Bill. I think it's going to be a very close game. I saw the spread was Colts 7.5. I don't think the Colts are going to cover that spread. I think the Panthers are going to keep this one really close. And I'm actually going to go with, if we want to dive into our keys and predictions here, I, I really think we've gone over McCaffrey and DJ Moore. I think they're going to be very, very key weapons for the Colts to stop. I don't know if they can contain them, though, so that's the thing. And if they can't establish the run, which the Colts have really struggled with the past couple of weeks, I, I really can see the Panthers win this one, Bill. I'm actually going to go with the Panthers 20-16 to 16 over the Colts. The Colts' offense has been sputtering the past two months. I think Christian McCaffrey gets a couple of big plays. DJ Moore gets in the space a couple of times. I, I think Will Greer shocks the world a little bit and beats the Colts in his first start. And I'm going to agree with you. I, th- I think the Panthers win this win this one as well. Uh, you know, it is a, it's tough for the Panthers. It's on the road. But I think this is the week they snap their losing streak. And that's basically the reasons you said. I think Christian McCaffrey keeps going. I think it's another good week for DJ Moore. You get Greg Olson back. So we we've how many times do we say when we watch young quarterbacks with tight end is their best friend? Well, now he's going to have – his two best friends out there because Greg Olson's back in the lineup and you'll, I'm sure you'll still see Ian Thomas sprinkled in there because eventually he's going to take over the reins full time. But having Greg Olson for a guy like Will Greer, I think is going to be really key. And you talked about how they're kind of vulnerable in the middle. So maybe Greg Olson takes advantage of that. So I'm, I'm going to give a similar score. I'm going to say something like 24 to 20, Carolina wins this one. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Just I feel like both teams, just to close this one out, Bill, I feel like it's it just really odd how the seasons have gone the last two months for these both these teams. The Colts were 5-2, and two, now they're 6-8. Yeah. They've lost seven of the last eight. The Panthers were in the thick of it in, in October, and all of a sudden now they're completely out of it. Just a very odd season yeah. for both teams, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, if you're 5-3 and three through the first half of the season, and all I kept preaching was how the Panthers needed a good first half because of how – difficult this second half was going to be and sure enough it's completely blown up on them they go from five and three to five and nine uh, very likely at this point going to have a top 10 pick so you know just like last season it's really surprising to see them start with a good record in the first half and then end up with a, a near top 10 pick and like I said they may end up with a top 10 pick because they're in a group uh, a big group of five and nine teams two of them play each other this week uh, another one has a couple of winnable games over the last two weeks. So I, I think you're very likely going to see a top 10 pick. So, yeah, definitely a weird season for, for both teams. You know, the Colts coming off a, a playoff win. And, you know, they beat the Chiefs earlier this season. I mean, they looked like they were really starting to bet. They were my pick to win the AFC South. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I really thought even after the Andrew Luck retirement, I said this is still a strong roster. I believe this team will win the AFC South. And now here we are, two weeks left, and they're already out of the playoffs. So, Really, really strange, but, uh, you know, Frank Reich's been a really good coach. I know he's been taking a little bit of heat the last couple of weeks, but I think he can, uh, if he gets his quarterback, if he gets this offense right again, I think he's going to build this team right back up. Yeah, changes are coming for both sides here. Carolina already kicked things off with Ron Rivera being gone and changing a quarterback with Kyle Allen, but this will do it for today's crossover. I appreciate the time, Bill. You can follow Bill on Twitter if you haven't already, at Bill underscore Rossetti. Appreciate the time as always, Bill. Hey, it was glad to talk to you, Evan. Good to do this again with you. And, yeah, thank you for the time, buddy. And hello again to listeners of Locked On Panthers. Hope you guys enjoyed Crossover Wednesday with myself. Well, Crossover Thursday, I guess it would be now, myself and Evan Sidery of Locked On Colts. A lot of good stuff there. 
want to remind you guys, want to shout out a couple of our sponsors before we get out of here. Uh, remember, we are with Spotify Wrapped as well. If you're a Spotify listener, use Spotify Wrapped to show us your top Locked On podcast for the year. Take a screenshot and tag us at Locked On Live on Twitter, and we will share and retweet. And today's show also brought to you by Breaking Tea. If you are looking for a last-minute fun sports gift for the holidays, go to breakingtea.com slash locked on. Hey, Christmas is next week, so this would be a great time. That's B-R-E-A-K-I-N-G, and then just the letter T, breakingtea.com slash locked on. Breaking Tea makes sports t-shirts around teams' passion moments. Great for all fans. Go to BreakingTea.com slash locked on. And then feel free to search the site for great shirts and fun sports gifts. And our friends over at MyBookie.ag. Football season's almost over, guys. So you want to win a little bit of money with MyBookie? Got to jump right on with my bookie. It's that time of year because Christmas is coming up quick, six days away, and we are approaching the 25th. And our friends at my bookie want to make your season special with 12 days of gifts. My bookie is already one of the most trusted and reputable sports books in the industry, and this holiday season they're getting into the spirit of giving with 12 straight days of giveaways. That's right, 12 days of risk-free gifts, a new gift every single day so you can take your game to the next level. They kicked off this promotion on the 14th with a free parlay for the UFC, and they'll keep the gift giving through the 25th. Free bets, free spins, futures, and more. While Santa has his, they've checked off their list. They've got a little... They've got a little something for everyone, and this is the promotion that you don't want to miss, especially with the NBA and NHL in full swing, all the college bowl games right around the corner, starting Friday, actually. It really is the holiday season and the best time of the year for sports betting. Parlays, teasers, specials, anything you could ever ask for, MyBookie is here to make Christmas great again. Head over to MyBookie.ag right now and use promo code LOCKEDON to get half your initial deposit in free rate free wagers and that's just the start of your savings make sure to check the site out during this promotion because there's going to be something new every day and you're going to want to take advantage of these deals so go sign up for my bookie with our code locked on and start winning today and again shout out evan sittery for getting me on getting this crossover in uh, one more of these. It's crazy to think there's only one more crossover week left. That's another one, of course, with Ross Jackson and Locked On Saints. And then after that, that's it. Regular season's over, and then uh, obviously the season will be over for the Panthers. And uh, we, of course, touched on the quarterbacks. We talked about Will Greer, so kind of got that in. But it looks like Thursday they're going to make the official announcement that Will Greer will be the starting quarterback. So we'll keep an eye on that and get ready for Sunday's game. But as always, appreciate you guys listening. Uh, remember to follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Setti, R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. And, of course, follow Evan on Twitter as well for great stuff on the Colts. And until next time, take care, everybody. Keep it locked in, and we will see you next time. So until then, so long, my friends. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 